Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. <laughs> Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read him? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but <laughs> Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. <laughs> Shut up. Like, I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs. And... <laughs> That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go into the Marvel Wikipedia and Whatever it is. <laughs> the worst <laughs> it get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey guys, welcome back to another creature-erific, undead-tastic episode of Fanholes Comics. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your ironclad armored hosts tonight, but I am not alone. I'm here with one of my fellow fan holes. Why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's on the call tonight? Hey, this is Justin. Yeah, so we're here. We're here to do a, a special comics mofo. I think through no no prep, no planning. We didn't discuss this, but I feel like I feel like the unofficial theme of, of this uh, episode tonight is slugfests. Like do you, would you say that's accurate? I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it just worked out that way. Like we didn't we, we you know we we didn't say like whoa let's both go find a slugfest issue of of a comic book, but we each kind of on our own picked uh, an individual issue of a comic book to discuss, kind of just at random, like just something we felt like talking about. And I think I think they both turned out to be kind of slugfests. I guess yours is um, chronologically the the eldest so i think i think we'll start with your pick so why don't you why don't you tell everybody what you picked tonight and then and then you and i'll discuss it a little bit i brought iron man number 101 as a cover date of august 1977 our story is then came the monster written by bill mantlow and penciled by george tuska following his battle with the mandarin in the previous issue iron man flying a stolen chinese jet is shot down by NATO forces. He is captured by Frankenstein's monster. They battle, because of course they do, it's a comic book. Iron Man is hit by a bolt of energy, knocking him unconscious. In his first appearance, the Dread Knight has KO'd Iron Man. To be continued. So this, I was trying to like, locate the maybe the first iron man comic i ever read oh okay and okay i don't know if it's this or i think it's issue one it's either 117 or 118 where it, it's like the cover is he's falling off the helicarrier and he's trying to like quickly put his armor on like from his uh suitcase or whatever but i i feel like it's either that issue or this and i think i think i got like both issues at the same time like i feel like i got this one because the one i had it was kind of beat up and ratty and it was just kind of give to me it's like oh well this is not really worth that much anymore so mm, here, mm. you know here kid read it and then 118 i think it was just i don't know it just it was just tossed in because i don't know like like i said before it's like in terms of like collecting comics my uncle was like if it wasn't if it wasn't a 12 center he kind of like didn't pay as much attention to it and if it was like from the 70s he paid like far less attention to it unless it was like star wars or something mm. he knew was like worth a lot of money so like okay okay so so being this is like iron man from like the late 70s i think he he, he, he probably picked these issues up somewhere pretty cheap and because 101 was damaged he was like ah oh, here you go and then you know 118 or 117 he was like ah it's from the 70s it's not worth that much just go ahead and read this one too so i think i think this is probably the first issue of iron man i ever read but i'm not I'm you're not 100 percent convinced 
Yeah, like I, I, I sat down and I spent a lot of time looking at covers and you know, rereading a bunch of stuff. And I, I'm, I don't know, I'm like 85% positive it's, it's this one. And I hadn't read this in a long time. You know, I, I know Mike is like our uh, resident Iron Man guy, but I, I've always liked Iron Man. Like I'm a big Iron Man guy. That being said, like I don't know that I've read a whole lot of Iron Man issues with the Dread Knight. Mm. So, so when I was going back and re- reading this, I was like, "Yeah, this is Frankenstein. This is sparking a memory." And I was like, "Wait, doesn't uh, Dread Knight show up at the end?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." And I like I have not read a lot of like Dread Knight, you know, appearances in Iron Man. Like when I think of Dread Knight, like it's it's funny you did like the Iron Man theme song. It's like when I think of that character, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, or I think of like Dread Knight from the Iron Man like '90s cartoon. That, that's you know, kind of weird, but no, no, I, I don't think that's weird at all, dude. Like that's that's exactly like for me, like because I I, you know, my first Iron Man was uh, Armor Wars was two twenty five, like the with the you know the Silver Centurion, like that's why that's my sweet spot, like that's why Armor Wars is one of my sweet spots or whatever. I mean, I. I had the Secret Wars figure, so I knew, you know, this visual of Iron Man that we're reading now, like that mark of the armor, you know, like I I was familiar with that, you know, the yellow and red and, you know, that whole thing. But, you know, I've never read this before, 101. And and then when it got to the Dread Knight reveal at the end, I went, oh, damn, this is his, this must be his first appearance. And then I went and read 102, you know, to get the, the down low, the skinny, like the real, real skinny not the you know not the cartoon skinny but you having said that i mean i i feel like it's either not only the cartoon but like action figures do you know what i mean it was like it was like that that you know that iron man cartoon and then like he, i think he had like a toy biz action figure and then i have the um the marvel legend too you know so it's like that that's that's kind of like my familiarity with dread knight or whatever and 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 i don't think i'm that you know i i it was funny you know what this reminded me of was and i don't know if i just got exhausted by that point or whatever but i think when certain movies came out i i did these gigantic reading projects so like when when the ryan reynolds green lantern movie came out when when uh you know chris hemsworth as thor that movie came out and and when the first Avenger came out. I was doing these like huge, like I pretty much read. Well, no, that's not. The, 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 you can see where the slowdown happened. Basically, it was like for for Green Lantern, I read like everything that Hal Jordan was ever in. Do you know what I mean? I, like I read it all. And and when Captain America: The First Avenger came out, I did a big reading project. And with the exception of like the the Golden Age stuff. Like, but, you know, everything from from Marvel Silver Age to to current at that at that given time, like 2011 or whatever it was. Right. I read it all. By the time Thor came out, I think it was like, I think because I was doing it to write like top 10 lists and stuff like that. And I think I read more Thor than I'd ever read before. But I read I, I think the stuff that I was reading for the first time was all the early Kirby stuff, like from, you know, just from the beginning, like I read Journey into Mystery and all the way through and, you know, to, to where it, it turned over into Thor. And I remember that was the first time I read stuff about like Mangog. And I thought that was like super cool and everything. But I, I kind of burnt out like 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 I I, I, I just I, I had done two big reading projects and I kind of burnt out on that. And the reason why I go through all that is to say, like, I think by the time I was going to do an Iron Man list when Iron Man three came out, like I was burnt out on doing extensive, gigantic read throughs like that, like in chronological order. And so I can totally tell you I've never done that with Iron Man. Like I've read a lot of early Tales from Suspense because of history of comics on film. I've read, you know, like a lot of the stuff that I grew up with, whether it's like the 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 first like Michelini Leighton run, the second one, you know, like, and then, you know, going into Armor Wars and all that stuff. I, you know, I'm, I'm one of the weirdos that liked uh, Armor Wars too, you know, the Burn and John Romita Jr. stuff or whatever. So it's like, there's certain runs of Iron Man that are my sweet spot, but like this era here, like, it's interesting because I feel like I always hear it over-criticized and like, 
I don't know. I, I I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, you know, like I I, I don't you know I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, I was intrigued enough by the conclusion to read the next issue. Now I will I will give you crap because because uh, or maybe it's not you crap, but I'm gonna give the comic crap. It's like again, I was telling you this last night, but like I never want to hear another asshole tell me that DC is goofy and weird because I read this issue. I think it's a lot of fun. And and I got it all. You know, he's coming off the fight with the Mandarin, so he's a bit weak, and that's why Frankenstein is a challenge for him and all this other stuff. And then it comes into Dread Knight. And then I read 102, and it gave, like, this great origin of Dread Knight, and I had no idea he was, like, from Latveria and all that other shit. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I got into that. And then, and then when that kind of wrapped up, I was like, well, I want to see, like, sort of if there's some kind of epilogue. So I open up 103, and Iron Man's still trying to get back home and he's in france and he's trying to buy he can't buy because he has no cash i guess or whatever it is but he's like look i'm an avenger i'm good for it like like you know send me on a flight home and and the uh, flight attendant lady is kind of like arguing with him kind of going like well you know anybody could dress up in a costume and say they're an avenger like why you know why why should we believe you and then i think one of the men officials comes up and is like you know Oh, of course, Sacre Bleu, he is Iron Man. Like, let him on the fucking plane or whatever, right? And then and then and then Iron Man's trying to be like, I don't know, generous to the the lady, but also sort of flirt with her at the same time. And he's like, Oh, the the you know, the young woman was just doing her job. And and then he gives her a kiss in his fucking armor. And then and then she like gets all a fluttered and has tears and is like, oh, the Avenger kissed me. And I'm just kind of like, what? And then I stopped. And that was like, I don't know, the fourth page of like 103. And I was like, this is dumb. And I'm stopping. But but I, I, I really, really liked the confrontation between Iron Man and Frankenstein in this. I, I kind of like dug how, you know, this is like a classic Marvel book where they have like the the subplot with Jasper Sitwell and then um who is it it's um what's her face Longfellow what what's her name Chrissy Chrissy Longfellow like like I I don't know who that is do you know what I mean like I was like who what like and I know she's like probably some long-term supporting character or whatever right but I was just like I don't know who that is I know who Jasper Sitwell is I've read enough Iron Man that I know who Jasper Sitwell is and what his role is and all this or whatever I mean you know I, I I thought it was mostly fun the thing that tripped me up though that I didn't know too much about and and I went and sort of perused and read some of these that I was unfamiliar with the 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 Frankenstein monster uh, in Marvel is also I mean I love Frankenstein or you know Frankenstein's monster whatever I, I love the novel the character right but the the marvel version of it like i i don't think i was that familiar with with this version and so when i saw it i'm like oh wait he's in modern times and like what and like and and so i went back and i was trying to figure out like so when when does he you know and i i, I don't know it was it was funny i was trying to uh timeline it because it confused me because the the only thing i think i had read with him before this was when he fought dracula and and then and then I was trying to like wrap it around my head because I'm like, wait a minute, he kills Dracula. And I was like, how does Dracula get better? You know, and I, I just assume I was like, well, I guess it takes place, you know, like late 19th century. So I guess that that confrontation must happen before Tomb of Dracula ever starts. Right. Like, I think so. I think that makes sense, but I don't know if it makes sense. But anyway, the, you know, I, I mean. Dude, this was fun. I like when like Frankenstein's like beating the hell out of Iron Man, you know, and this kind of stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. The other thing that I don't know, it doesn't necessarily apply to this issue per se, but they talk about the they 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 talk about the 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 mother that they're gonna the mistress, the mother that they're gonna you know take Iron Man to see or whatever. And that mistress in 102 spoilers is uh, is Baron Frankenstein or Baroness Frankenstein. Like, so it's like the, the ancestor, but it's like, you know, a female, you know, ancestor of Victor Frankenstein or whatever. And uh, and that was something that, like, kind of fascinated me, too, because I was like, wait, who are these little, like, you know, munchkin guys that are hanging out with Frankenstein and all this other shit? And, like, I, I did go back and, like, I guess the last issue of of Marvel's Frankenstein. I guess I guess it got canceled like cuz it, it doesn't continue into anything and her next appearance like like it ends with her going 
you know, yes, monster, you you should know who I am. Like, you know, I'm the ancestor of the the man you killed, the man that created you, and yada yada yada. And she seems kind of like upset with him. But like by the time you get to this, it's like you know, I don't know. They seem to have some kind of understanding, and they that that she's more of a benevolent character you know which i was like oh okay and so i looked her up and like i I don't know she's got like a handful of appearances and like there's not very many and for some reason i just expected that maybe maybe she would have proliferated more into the marvel universe but but i i it's like after this iron man there's like a doctor strange a spider-man a hulk and then some some wolverine issues and i'm just kind of like hmm that's interesting but anyway, blithered on. But I, I, I did like this. I, I, I thought it was fun. I, I, I hear a lot of people, I guess, going back to the creative, you know, it's like I, I feel like this does have a creative team that I, I often hear people criticize, whether it's, you know, like Bill Mantlow's writing or or Judge George Tuska on art, like some people like that's not that's not their jam, I guess, or whatever. And like, I don't you know. I, I, I think it's fine. I mean, I, I, I sort of get both sides of it. Like, I sort of get why maybe for some people this isn't their jam, but I, I still think it's, you know, it's dynamic. There's a lot of cool action, like, you know, and, and everything's kind of, you know, the splashy stuff is splashy. The, the the storytelling, I think, is you can easily follow it. Like, if, if, if it's just a matter of style, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm never going to give somebody demerits for their style, you know, like, especially not at my age now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, dude, his style is his style. If you don't like it, that's fine. But I'm not going to be like, oh, this is terrible. Just because just because it's a a different style than maybe uh, a style that you're accustomed to or a style that you, you know, you evaluate as as uh, you know higher than someone else's style or whatever. Yeah, I've always liked Tuska, especially on Iron Man. I never had any complaints about that i thought the one thing that i thought was kind of funny about it and i kind of briefly mentioned this is like these little munchkin dudes and like when i looked at the 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 last issue of that frankenstein volume i i guess they were there but it was more like it it was val merrick and it was like to me like this is this is my interpretation of it so you know and and i think it's a compliment but when i looked at it it reminded me of like more like early issues of Bernie Wrights and Swamp Thing. And they didn't look like little tiny munchkins. Like the 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 creatures in that looked more like unmen, like that they were kind of there was something uh a little more ghastly about them. And like I feel like this is somewhere in between. Like they're kind of creepy looking, but they also kind of look like they belong like in Wizard of Oz or something, you know? They're just, you know. They're, I don't know, that they're not quite as intimidating. And I, I can't remember what comic it was, but wasn't there like some assistant editor's month where it was like there were like little munchkins and defenders or something? You know what I mean? Like it was like a halfway point where I'm like, I'm like, oh, it'd be nicer if they were more macabre looking. And 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 then, you know, they're not quite as silly as maybe other interpretations, but this this was seemed like it was somewhere in the middle and that's the only thing like it just seemed kind of like those characters seemed kind of odd to me but but i mean i I, again i did like the the frankenstein stuff the 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 last i guess half splash with dread knight you know on the conclusion like that certainly intrigued me enough that i did go and read the next issue like i'm I'm not even going to be like oh this intrigued me i i maybe one day i will read the next issue no i immediately read the next issue because i was like oh this is cool like i want to know more about dread night and shit you know and i i really again a lot of this is a blind spot for me so it was fun to sort of uh uncover the blinders as it were did i did i um did i take away anything that you wanted to to talk about about this in particular other than like like you were talking about like your history and that it was something like you know one of the if not the first like one of the early iron man issues that you read like is there any like story beats or anything like do you want to you know yuck it up about red china or any <laughs> anything like that like i was i was kind of yucking it up to myself about you know oh look i'm i'm flying over red china i hope they understand i need to steal their plane and then by the end of it the one guy's like why did you let him get away and he's like well he helped us kick the mandarin's ass so we can we can spare a plane you know like that kind of thing like i you know i've always wanted to like go and read like I guess, like one of my off and on projects is I've always wanted to read like every issue from Iron Man Volume One, mm. and I've never accomplished that. I think I've got up to like 
100, like reading like uh, Epic Collections and um, uh, Masterworks. And then I think I think from there I've jumped to like Demon in a Bottle. And then okay. I've I think I've read like Demon in a Bottle, um, like not everything, but almost everything to the end. Like there's some patchy stuff that I need to like fill in the gaps. But like I I, I guess now going from like 102 to like what's Demon in a Bottle, like 120 something. Yeah, it's somewhere in there, right? Yeah, like that's kind of a little gap that I feel like I to this day I'm like I need to close that gap and just sit down and you know either find a an epic collection or the the masterwork that covers that and just sit down and and fill that gap because I've read from you know the first appearance in Delta Suspense to you know the the Iron Man Summer Entertainment team up to like Iron Man number one to 100 and 101 so I just need to like make the time and find the stuff and read it and finish it out. I mean, that, that sounds like something that would be fun to do. I think, I think I'm covered up until like maybe Iron Man one or maybe the first couple issues of Iron Man. But like, I think, you know, the further you get, like, say, I don't know, just arbitrarily, like from Iron Man three to a hundred, like, I, I mean, uh, outside of like, you know, what is it? 55 that has like the first Thanos or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there might've been scant issues here and there that I checked out when I was a kid, but like, I, I'd say most of it is, is largely a blind spot for me. So that I think, I think that would be, and that, that would not only be a reading project, you know, not just for the sake of reading it in chronological order, but for the sake of, you know, I'd say I I had not, I've not read the majority of that I don't think. What about what about Frankenstein? Like like uh, how familiar were you with Marvel's Frank? Because I mean I I felt like I was very unfamiliar, and then I sort of quickly like looked and was like oh there's not too many issues, and I started I read a few, and then I kind of like you know skimmed through some and whatever. I I just wanted to see like well when when exactly does he come into like the modern age, which seems like it it that happens like way at the tail end, like I don't know issue twelve or fourteen or you know what I mean? Like it it doesn't like mostly it seems like he's in like the late. 18th century to start with and then and then it jumps to like the 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 late 19th century and then like towards that tail end i forget if it's like 12 or 14 or whenever the issue is but then at some point he's like in 1974 because he like he basically pulls a captain america sort of like he stays frozen in the ice for like a hot minute and then he decides ah it's the 70s it's hip it's cool like i want to you know, I want to come out and, and be in the Marvel Universe or whatever. And that would that certainly kind of leads us into this this uh, Iron Man issue for sure. I've read some of it and I've I owned most of those 70s appearances, but I don't think I sit down and like read them like, you know, I, I love like 70s horror comics, whether it's DC or Marvel. And when it comes to Marvel, like I, I read like Tomb of Dracula and Son of Satan and a big chunk of Ghost Rider. And then I think, like, the other stuff, like Frankenstein and some of those other, like, anthology horror titles, like, I was buying the back issues, but I don't think I was reading them. I was just kind of, like, collecting them. But, like, I, I guess I've read, like, way more DC 70s horror than mm. I guess because of all the, like, House of Secrets I, and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe it's a given, given I'm, you know, I, I lean more DC anyway, but... You know how we had that discussion with Vanover about like that that if it wasn't you know if it wasn't Batman if it was you know if it wasn't a name title and you sort of didn't know what it was like you didn't read it and like I was sort of you know and sometimes that was to my to my chagrin right I I should have been reading you know like when I go back and read these runs of adventure comics or tales of the unexpected or you know what whatever it is right you're like oh we'll look at all these treasures in this you know just because it wasn't a like a marquee name I'm, i was missing out right and like what that makes me think of is like i guess after you know maybe there is a gap because maybe after the frankenstein comic ends that i see a lot of references to monsters unleashed and i've i've never read that like have you read that is that is that any good like i don't know I've read some of it, but not a whole lot. Like nothing okay. that really like okay. kind of sticks out in my mind right now. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I I think this was a lot of fun, and I'm 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 again, I think you know, through through no uh, pre-planning of our own, I I think it's a it's a fun little slugfest for a few pages between Iron Man and and the Frankenstein monster. Yeah, and I I, I also like the idea of you know the whole man of technology versus man of supernatural uh, means uh, i guess like i think that's a nice thing it's like 
you know, whenever Iron Man fights Doctor Doom, it's like, okay, they're both in armor, but, uh, you know, Doom's got that kind of, like, magic user edge to to him that I always liked. Mm. It's interesting, though, because, I, I mean, I know, I know Frankenstein's monster would be lumped in with things that are, quote-unquote, supernatural, like Dracula or a wolfman or, or what have you, but then there there is that aspect of science that ties them together, too, right? Like, yeah. I mean... Like, you know, Victor Frankenstein is a scientist. He, you know, he was trying to reanimate the human body. It's like it's like there's there's some aspect of it where it's like, you know, this this weird, you know, like a zombie like science versus, you know, techno science or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. Hey, everybody, I'm Paul Spataro. I don't know if you know me, but I'm a regular on Back to the Bins along with my friends, Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello. And Mr. Scott Gardner. Hey, how's it going? Andy's been asking us for a promo for the show for the longest time, and Bill has been writing it for the longest time. Bill, you got that promo written yet? Uh... Okay, so, anyway, what we do is we review three comic books. We try to do it every week. Usually it's a Marvel, a DC, and a Captain Canuck book for Scott. So... Tune in every week to Back to the Bins to listen to our show. You can find us at twotruefreaks.com. Well, I guess, um, I guess, are we good? Should we jump into my book? Let's jump into yours because I have questions. Sure, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I can answer all of them, or or maybe even any of them. But we'll we'll see. We'll find out, right? So the the comic I ended up picking was uh, from Image Comics. It's titled Trencher Number Three, and the cover date was July 1993. The on sale date July 27th, 1993. The cover price was a whopping dollar ninety five, and there is no official title. The writer artist was Keith. Giffen, the late great Keith Giffen. The letterer colorist was Laverne Kinzerski. Laverne Kinzerski. The editor, Bill Bud Shakespeare. And even though, you know, Justin will tell me I should just say, you know, Trencher and Supreme Fight, the end, and that should be my synopsis. I did write a little synopsis based on what happens in this book. So, Gideon Trencher, a model Sapien 2000 quote unquote repossession agent of wrongly reincarnated souls is confronted by the Image Universe's preeminent super being, Supreme. Gideon bickers with his robotic dispatcher, Phoebe, while opening fire on Supreme. Supreme unleashes an atomic-level blast of his supreme vision onto Trencher. Trencher survives the blast and is punched from Arizona into the middle of Las Vegas, Nevada. After Supreme knocks Trencher through some local landmarks and casinos, Phoebe gives Trencher an adrenaline boost. Basically, a 60-second power-up to continue the fight, enabling him to knock Supreme into the stratosphere for a moment. Trencher's plan is to flee the scene. However, Supreme quickly returns at super speed and literally punches Trencher's head off of his shoulders. Supreme recovers Trencher's head, which has been knocked into a hotel pool. However, he is taken by surprise as Trencher's headless body has followed and continues to fight him, kicking him down. The headless body absconds with the head. Trencher, only a head now, figures out that his robo-assistant Phoebe has been quote-unquote piloting the headless body as they leap away from Supreme. Supreme has finally been made angry, but Trencher and Phoebe managed to evade him using a teleportation quote-unquote nexus portal. Phoebe's plan is to have Gideon hide out from Supreme in a bus station until Supreme gives up his search. Unfortunately for Gideon, he runs into an old colleague named Gabe who is apparently taken up with the spandex superhero set. Since he finds Gabe an annoyance, Gideon eventually leaves the bus stop. Two weeks later, in Las Vegas, Trencher returns to complete his repossession without Supreme in the area. Apparently, three repossessions already took place when the two were smashing each other through the buildings weeks earlier. The issue then ends with an interlude to a mysterious man located in Boston, Massachusetts, whom, if, if you have a question about that guy, we never, ever see that guy ever again because there weren't enough Trencher comics made, but I assume he was supposed to be some big bad that was eventually going to be, you know, led to or something. So, so yeah, that's that's Trencher. Uh, I, 
I guess I'm like one of the few, like, 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 the, you know, you know what this is? This is, this is the epitome of what big country would call baby shit art. Like, like I thought this, of him when I was reading this, this. Yeah, this this is the epitome. This is th this style was so reviled and despised even by Keith Giffen's own fan base <laughs> that when uh, people like me or like people that are into, you know, art or whatever would go, hey, man, when are you going to draw something in this style again in your trencher style? Giffen, who we all met at Heroes Con, you can hear him say this, would blow them off and be like, ah, I don't want to, I hate that fucking style. Like, I'm never going to do that or whatever. You know, that was the whole, that was the whole, he was curmudgeon-y about it and was just like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that again. Even, even the people that liked me hated that shit. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to do it again or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't going to go back to it or whatever. I liked this style of art so much that as an exercise, I, you know, I, I wrote and drew like my own comics with my own comic characters and stuff. And I did an entire issue where it was my, you know, I'd say my, my self insert character that was a Superman like character. His name is Midstar. And then I had like this pastiche of Lobo that was called the scavenger. And I had them fight one another, but I drew it all in 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 this particular Giffen style with the kind of I guess you'd call it like this kind of splotchy, balloony kind of, you know, almost it, it's like somehow like there's there's bits of like mad cartooning or Aragonas type like lines or whatever. But then there's also these this, I you know, to, for me, it's 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 interesting, like there's there's elements of, you know, now that I've read some of it, I, I can see the influence. Like there's some elements to me of maybe martial law and a bunch of other stuff, but this is its own, you know, I don't know, for me, this is its own unique style. And the other part of it, I think that it's it's a style you have to learn. You know, you have to acclimate yourself to it. It's, it's, it's easy for someone to be critical of it and say, ah, I can't understand this. I can't, I can't follow it. It's a bunch of trash. It's baby shit. It's garbage. I can't even follow it. That's why it's trash. Cause I can't follow it. And it's like, you know, the first thing that you learned when you went to like art classes in college were, was about stuff like cubism. And I'm not saying like cubism is the end all be all art style in the world. But what you learn about that is cubism is like, you know, a bunch of cubes put together, right. That make an image. Right. I mean, I'm I'm simplifying, but that's what cubism is, right? It was a movement, right? And and they they drew a bunch of stuff. And it's like, think of it this way: you're not really supposed to use cubes to draw a bouquet of flowers. But when you're learning about different artists that were part of that movement and used cubism, you learn how to read the image that is a bouquet of flowers when it's just, it looks like a bunch, you know, to, to, to your average Joe that's going to be critical of this Giffen Trencher style, you're going to say, oh, that looks like a bunch of fucking cheese blocks. That doesn't look like flowers. Well, guess what? You're supposed to like fucking tweak your head thoughts and be like, oh, I can see the flowers in that. Like, look at the way the cubes and this and that and the other thing. And that's, that that's always how I sort of viewed this. And I think just in terms of, you know, characters I'm giddy about or or have a, an affinity for, like, you know, for the most part, like this is like the the undead soul reclamation version of Lobo. That's that's what Gideon Trencher is, right? This kind of Giffen-esque character. And then, of course, Supreme is, you know, a, a, a Superman, you know, pastiche, stand-in, knockoff, whatever you want to call him, right? But, you know, Supreme's always been a character I've been fond of, you know, because I like Superman, because, you know, and, 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 and Supreme's kind of a unique twist on Superman if there was one. You know, there's, there's you could argue in certain in certain runs, he's a, a Superman with like the, the attitude of a Namor. You could argue that it gets even weirder or further than that, that he's a he's almost like a 
Christian Mormon type Superman almost, you know, like like that there's 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 some more sense of of religion to him. You could argue kind of like back to the Namor thing that he's he's more of a pompous Superman, you know, type thing or whatever. But re regardless of, of whatever the interpretations are, you know, like Alan Moore just kind of treated him as Superman and wrote his own Superman stories or whatever. Right. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I've always kind of been fond of Supreme as well. And um, I just thought like this, this it's hard, you know, like with, with certain comics, you know, like, like we've had the discussions about where, you know, I, I don't, I didn't want to give you something where you were just dropped into the middle of anything, but this seemed to be at least, you know, somewhat of an isolated issue. You know, it's like Trencher shows up, he gets punched to Las Vegas, they have a big fight. And then, you know, invariably, you know, they, they don't team up and fight some bigger, badder bad guy, but in, in, inevitably the fight stops because it has to. And then and then the issue ends. Right. And so I just thought, ah, you know, it's a slugfest. It's it's you know, to me, I I personally always had fun with it. Like I love you know, I love the way Supreme looks. I, I kind of like the the ludicrousness of it all, you know, like the 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 kind of slugfestness of it all, the the pals and 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 knocking his head off and the the, the head being in the pool and the 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 fun stuff where when you know Supreme is when when I say Supreme is finally angry, like there's this funny shot of he's not actually talking. It's like the the word balloon is like a volcano about to erupt or whatever. I I, I guess it's just you know and 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 again maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. You know maybe maybe this is something you're like. I can't make heads or tails of this. I hate this. Like, like, why'd you have me read this or whatever? So I, I don't know, but I guess now lay it on me. Like what, what questions can I try to answer for you or, 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 or what, what, you know, what, what was this unbearably difficult to read? Like, like what, what was your kind of reaction to it? It wasn't unbearably difficult to read the whole soul reclamation thing. Like that didn't come across to me reading this issue but like kind of reading a blurb about what the series was about i was like oh okay like i i think i kind of get that now like yeah. I, I i will admit i went back and read this like twice when i sat down to read this and looked at the art i was like oh wow and then i did a double take i was like keith giffen i was like okay i can kind of see his style in here like especially like you know legion five years later or whatnot i was like this is like that yeah of, like yeah the 90s Extreme Wars. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. Image, 90s Extreme Wars. Okay, that tracks. Uh, I think the art is interesting. I'm not going to say it's bad. I don't think it's bad. But, like, I just think it's really, it takes you a minute to get used to it. Like, there's yeah, that little, yeah. there's that panel where Supreme is pointing at Trencher. And it's like, you talk about cubism. That's totally in my head. Because it's, you look at his finger when it's pointing. It's basically like a bunch of cubes. Just a bunch of cubes that have formed his, like, thumb and forefinger when they're pointing right 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 so like it's like okay what i really love and i, I don't know i i look so, i love some of the like frenetic energy in this like especially mm. the atomic blast page where it's like you know it's like top of the page he's getting ready to oh there it goes and it's just kaboom and it's just yeah 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 the desert sand being blown back and the energy from his blast and the big like i, I think that's a great page but, like, the very next page, it's, like, trenchers, like, on fire. And I guess it's supposed to be, like, the heat waves that are, like, distorting the mm -hmm, frame. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. that that kind of threw me for a minute because I was, like, okay, heat waves. And I was, it's, like, it's Because it's so, it's yeah, so, so hot, you know? Like, but yeah. And, and it for, looks, he looks, like, all sort of uh, faded out from, from the heat waves and stuff. Yeah. For a minute, I was, like, did Supreme grow wings? Because the, the way oh, his cape, okay, okay, the way his cape okay. is, I was, like, oh. That's, Supreme that's doesn't funny. have wings, yeah, 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 yeah. but like it is a fun slugfest. But as far as like the the story, I didn't get. Uh, okay, I I like I love the splash page of the Las Vegas, and then some of the things made me laugh, like Wayne Newton rap venue, Def Jam right, on right, ice, right, like right, that. Right, that right, stuff right, was right. making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the I, toilet with all the fucking dollar yeah. bills in it and shit, yeah. And then, like, you know, losing his head and everything, like, that was fun. Like, I think my, I guess if I had a criticism, it would be, like, the fight just kind of abruptly ends. And I guess it has to because it's supreme. You know, like, he's, you know, he's the image Superman, I guess. And I guess it well, just the, the, has the to other, 
that I guess I guess maybe some tidbits about this. Like there's a brief nod to Bloodstrike in this because he says something to the effect of, "Well, that's interesting," because because he 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 realizes like he realizes he's kind of dealing with you know, some kind of zombie, you know, some kind of reanimated person, right? And the 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 idea is he's fought Bloodstrike before. And when I talk about that sort of religious pious nature to Supreme, what happened when he fights Bloodstrike is he realizes like the whole deal with Bloodstrike is they they get killed and then they get reanimated and sent back into the field. So they're just it's like it's like they're the suicide squad, but they're fucking zombies. So it doesn't matter if they get killed. They just get reanimated and sent back into the field again. And so when Supreme sees this, he's like, you guys are a fucking abomination. And he like he literally like guts them down to their entrails. Like that's how that's how the fight between Bloodstrike and Supreme ends. I think in Bloodstrike Five, like he he viscerally eviscerates like the entire team, like and they're all bloody corpses, like like hot dog fucking parts strung out among the street by the end of it. Like that's how the be- and it's like it's kind of funny because it's like oh well Keith Giffen's not gonna end it the exact same way, and 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 it's almost like. Supreme's one of those characters where it's like, you know, there's examples where people have beaten up Supreme before. Right. But in, in, in certain contexts, it's like, dude, it's it's this unstoppable thing. So the only thing you can do is figure out some some way to retreat from it. And in this case, it was kind of like body slide by one, you know, like, let me get the fuck out of here or whatever. I guess I have two like follow up questions. There's only like four issues of this. Is it because of his art style or, or what? And then my other question is like, does this Trencher character ever show up like beyond this miniseries? Yeah. So Trencher, I think part of it is what we talked about. Like Keith Giffen's own fan base wasn't too keen on this style per se, or at least a, 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 a great, vocal many of them weren't right so that might account for that the other thing is you know you have to take into account that everybody and their brother was doing an image comic while it was making them money but then basically after the the big kind of you know comic uh you know uh depression do you know what i mean like once once it was like what after 93 or 94 and the carpet got pulled out from under everybody then then it was probably not as easy to keep you know quote unquote self-publishing with image right like so you know it's like at that point giffen probably had to go back and do some quote unquote you know corporate comics work right like but Besides the four issues of Trencher, there are certain specials. There's a there's a Christmas special that's called Christmas Bites. And then there is a short another short slugfest in a uh, uh, an anthology book called Blackball Comics. And then he does end up appearing again because Giffen did do more of this art style in a book called Images of Shadowhawk. And Images of Shadowhawk was supposed to be like the Legends of the Dark Knight, but for Shadowhawk. Like, as if, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like as if Shadowhawk was that popular to justify that. Like, where it's like, here's Jim Valentino doing his regular you know, Shadowhawk book, right? Where the guy breaks people's backs and is a vigilante and whatever. But then like over here, we're going to do this images of Shadowhawk thing where like different artists put their fantastic spin on Shadowhawk. And then, you know, Giffen in this style had Shadowhawk running around. And then at some point, because he was doing that style, you know, Trencher shows up and I think also has like a, you know, I, I forget if they, I'm pretty sure they fight, but I don't know if then eventually they, they team up or what. I, I forget how that story goes, but like that certainly that was, you know, uh, another place where Trencher was supposed to show up. I mean, they kind of hinted at like things like maybe at some point he'd have to go fight Spawn because Spawn's kind of reanimated guy you know what i mean like like the, for the whole soul reclamation thing or whatever it is but like that was never you know that never came to fruition right like so you know but but there 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 were i'd say after this mini series i think there's like three other appearances like if if i had saw this on 
the rack or at a comic shop somewhere in the 90s like i probably wouldn't have even bothered with it i think the art style would have turned me off back then but now uh, i guess as an old ass man i can kind of look at it and appreciate certain aspects of it but i i can see like back in the day why people would have freaked out because like i said i i did a double take i was like keith gith i'm like holy crap this is way different yeah and i think i i, I i'm i'm pretty sure that's what the majority of people did i i i guess again i am unique among my peers or whatever the deal is but like i just i for some reason, I think I think even back then, you know, I think I was, you know, what, in high school at the time, I was probably, I don't know, 15, 14 or something when this came out. I, I'm trying to remember exactly. But, you know, so, somewhere along those lines. And and I just, you know, I, you know, I, I guess I was never the guy that didn't, you know, I, I thought the five year later Legion looked cool. I was never butthurt or upset about that so like i already kind of liked that i i kind of liked i mean you know it seemed like giffen had an evolution of things like to where you would see you know aspects of that you know you know um he was constantly like changing his style or tweaking it and maybe maybe just out of to keep himself interested you know what i mean like with what he was working on or whatever but i just found that that you know this style fascinated me like i don't see these very often and and you know now that he's passed away maybe it'll even be harder but like if if i found a a trencher page with like supreme on it or even just you know even just trencher or something like and then it wasn't like super crazy town banana pants like i i would be super happy to just get one of these you know like like because i i don't know i i dig it like i don't and again i'm you know i'm not saying big country has ever even read this or i'm not trying to call the poor guy out or whatever but this is totally what big country would call baby shit right like and i i don't you know, again, I reject all that. Like, I don't I don't think that's what this is. Right. Like, and I actually have a, a pretty big passion for it, I guess, if, if anything else. And then, you know, I, I don't know that I have a huge passion for the character of Trencher, but I think I do have a pretty huge passion for Supreme. So that's why this was the one issue that I focused on. Right. Because I was like, oh, I get to talk about Supreme and it's kind of like a one off Supreme adventure. And it's not like I'm dumping you in the middle of like, you know, part three of six parts supreme madness do you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not i'm not doing you like that justin you know what i mean like i, I was just i was like dude it'd be fun to do something with supreme in it but but i i was trying to find something that maybe was was a one-off which again i feel like is very very difficult in the 90s i feel like almost but you know i don't know maybe maybe i can find some other stuff that's like my favorite that kind of maybe more like your issue where it's not necessarily a one-off but just you know all you need to know is oh supreme fought this one guy in the last issue now he's fighting this different guy and then it, it it ends with him going off to fight some other asshole do you know what i mean and it's like but you know you 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 get the the oneness of the one asshole he's fighting in the current issue right like so so uh a after leaving transformers like if daniel warren johnson announced his next project was bringing back trencher would you be like woo yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know i mean you know like, yeah, I wonder how that like, like Keith Giffen must own Trencher. So then it would have to be like you're just making me think of the logistics of it. Like then would his estate, his family would would somehow be involved in that or license it out. So then then they would have to pay like a licensing fee to his family. And then and then somebody else would would then create it. I feel like I feel like that model in the industry doesn't like it, it wouldn't make any sense. You know, what would happen is Daniel Warren Johnson would make like Zenture or you know what I mean? Like he'd he'd he'd, he'd make some other thing that was similar, but, you know, kind of like Mark Millar, he would he would he would just make up some new name, you know, dentures or, you know, you know what I mean? Like he just he just make something that that was different, but but have a similar theme or something like that like I, I i don't see people you know being the middleman anymore like if they wanted to do their own thing they would just do their own thing and if they were really super passionate about some kind of licensed property then then maybe they'd play ball but i don't see i don't see a great many people being passionate enough about trencher to to do that other than Giffen and 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 Giffen probably didn't want to do it after a while too and then and then there's the argument that like you know He's just kind of like a, a poor man's Lobo. So if you were going to do that, you might as well have Daniel Warren Johnson do his own Lobo comic or something. You know what I mean? Like that's that 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 would be my expectation. I think. Have you checked out QuadMProductions.com lately? 
PlotMProductions.com is your direct access hookup to order Enigma the comic book series and download the PlotM podcast. Check the appearances page for upcoming events and contact us with questions or comments. Don't be the only lonely soul who's missing out on all the fun. Visit us today at QuadMProductions.com. That's QuadMProductions.com. All right. Well, I think I think we've kind of exhausted what we had to say on both both comics. I think, right? Yeah. Like th- this is something I had no idea existed, and you know, I I think it took me a minute to like get my bearings and give it a try. But I'm definitely glad you brought it. You know, brought it to us because it was something. You know, I had no idea. You know, I like Keith Giffen stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, so yeah. I, I was like, oh, I didn't even know he did anything like this, let alone like such a radical departure of his normal style. So I'm glad you brought this. Cool, cool, good, good. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed reading the Iron Man issue too. So I think, I think, uh, you know, what we're, we're both scratching each other's backs and everything as far as, as fun comics to read and stuff. So if you guys enjoyed listening to this and you want to check out some of these comics, yeah, go ahead and, and, and check them out and make sure you check out the additional episodes of Fanholes Podcast, Comics Motherfucker, Do You Read Them? All on the blog spot. That's fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns you can reach us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com of course we are on all kinds of social media we're on tumblr twitter x instagram facebook we appreciate all the likes hearts shares and retweets that we receive we can be streamed we're on apple podcasts google play spotify and i think for the time being we're on all those things and uh, you of course if you can't find us there you can go into your podcatcher type in fanholes podcast and and it should pick us up because we're on Podbean directly. So you can check us out. And I think that'll do it. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, kicking your head off into a pool in Las Vegas, signing off. And this is Justin, signing off. so many podcasts to edit now i think my plan is maybe maybe that uh weekend that long weekend for christmas maybe i'll start editing some of them